Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in the next to last chapter of the book of John. We're in chapter 20. And before we get started, let's go ahead and open with prayer. Lord God, thank you so much. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for loving us and for taking us through this journey. And I just pray as we walk this path, Father, that you would be the one that we focus on, that we would grow closer to you, because it's our goal and desire that each and every day we follow closer to you. I just open up my spirit and I just pray that you would speak to me, speak to all of us, and that you'd be honored and glorified. That we would hear from your your lips, your mouth, not mine. It'd be your message that needs to be heard by each and every one of us. And that you would be the one that we focus on. So be with us at this time and walk with us and help us understand, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold today. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. I'm gonna, I'm going to read a little bit. Um, not much though, in terms of from Spurgeon and, and Tozer. But one of the things that I think is really, I was reading from Spurgeon and he's, he's going through and looking at verse two and it's just, he's, this is during his compilation and his co- providing a little bit of commentary verse by ver- verse by verse. And he talks about in verse two where Mary goes and she, she goes to the tomb but then she misunderstands what's really happened. And she says, they've taken away our Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Well, at that point, you know, he's ta- he says, well, she's speaking out of ignorance um, or unbelief. And she may have just forgotten what the Lord had said about being raised again on the third day. But this comment that he has, this one sentence I just think is so important. Unbelief often reads things wrongly. Again, unbelief often reads things wrongly. It reads sorrow into facts that should create joy. So Mary was really upset that they had taken the Lord's body is what she thought. So it was not understanding or remembering or whatever it was. And as a result, the fact of his resurrection, something that should have brought her joy, she was sad because she misunderstood it. And he continues his writings in saying, Nothing could have made Mary happier than to believe that her Lord had risen from the dead, and nothing ever made her more sorrowful than feeling that she must say they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. So it's a matter of belief, unbelief, understanding and not understanding. And that can be that can cause the same thing, the same facts, to be read so differently. I just, I just thought that was uh, important. It impacted me. I hope it's... Uh... Anyways, let me just get started. I'm starting to ramble. Chapter 20, verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. And said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, 
But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He, he bent over and looked in at the strips of linen laying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separated from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will, get, I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. <clears throat> Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I am not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said, what he had said to her, and that he had said these things. So I think it's interesting that Mary stuck around. The two disciples, they ran there, checked it out, and then left. They formed an opinion, and then they were taking whatever action they were going to take. Most likely they were, they were concerned, scared, thinking that they were going to be next, taken away next. Um, but Mary stuck around. She loved him. She waited. She cried. She didn't know. She didn't have a course of action right away. She just waited, and he appeared. He appeared to her first, and I really think that for me, so often I want to do something. And if you've been following along with me for the last two hundred um, podcasts, you'll know one of the things I struggle with is waiting, resting in the Lord and just being with him and resting. I don't do that well. And Mary, she waited. I would have been one of those guys running around. Oh, dang, go here. Let's, let's go do this. Let's do that. She waited and Jesus met her where she was at. She, he, he, she didn't have to run to him. She didn't have to go anywhere. She just had to wait. And he appeared to her. Whereas the other guys didn't get him. He didn't appear to them right away. So I take that as a little bit of a reminder to myself. I need to rest in the Lord and focus on him and just rest. Verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. 
Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, and I find this interesting, that Jesus didn't immediately materialize and appear to Thomas. It took a little bit. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Verse 30. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So, I just find it, this whole part of the, the story so interesting. You have the disciples who go running out, but the first one to go running, she went there in the dark, was Mary. She went in the dark to a grave, to a place where there were lots of graves. So many graves, in fact, that there was a garden, that they typically had a gardener to maintain the areas. Yet she went into that dark place where it's scary, and was the first one there. She didn't run there. She walked. And then she saw that the tomb was, was disturbed and went and told others. Now they all started running. They ran around and ran around. <laughs> ran here and there. But she went with them and showed up eventually. And then when they all went running away again, she rested and waited and cried and wept. And her unbelief, her lack of understanding of what was going on was rewarded and was changed because Jesus appeared to her. Appeared to her to comfort her while the others were running around. And again, to me, that's a big part of what I need to do is rest in him. And then Jesus shows up to others at that night and keeps saying to them, peace be with you. He keeps trying to put, give them peace. And then when one of them doesn't believe what the others say, despite all the miracles that, they've, that he's seen, and he demands that he has physical proof, it takes a week before Jesus says, okay, I'll, I'll meet you where you're at, but only in the presence of the others. So maybe Thomas didn't show up to the, hang out with the other disciples. Maybe he was you know, pissed off. Maybe he was upset. He didn't want to be around others. Who knows? But Jesus waited till there were others with him so that he didn't have, so that he didn't have to say, Jesus appeared to me or me only. And this was it. And they might've had other doubts on him. It was all done in public or in a group. So it could be, have witnesses to it. 
I just think it's amazing the way that God works. And in this, in this gospel story, how everything fits into place. It gives me great hope and joy. With that, let's just close with prayer. Father, thank you. I praise you, Holy Spirit, for giving us wisdom and guiding us. I just pray that you would talk to us and meet us where we're at. I know you do. I just pray that we would be open and receptive to your word. May we apply this to our life. May we rest in you. May we not run about, but that we would wait on you. Seek you out and do your will. I just lift up our friends and our families. I pray for your blessings upon all of them. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.